Welcome to the fourth bonus episode. In this episode, I sit down with my friend from Brazil. Uh, her name is Barbara Conrado. We explain how we met uh, in the episode, so I'm not going to do that again. But I just wanted to come here quickly and say that during this episode, during this series, I explained it in the last episode as well, but during this episode and during this seri- series, we are in no way saying that we agree with what J.K. Rowling have said in her recent tweets and old tweets her transphobic comments we don't agree with it uh, we condemn it and we are doing this story to because i feel like the harry potter story and the harry potter movies they've grown far bigger than the author herself um, so it's just a way to give back to those who love it who love the story but doing it and we're in no way saying that we agree with J.K. Rowling. Okay, so here's us talking about Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Welcome to the episode of bonus series we are calling Juma and Friends Go Back to Hogwarts. Joining me today is a very special friend all the way from Brazil. It's Barbara Conrado. Hi. So how are you doing, Barbara? I'm good. How are you? I'm good as well. Um, let's talk a little bit about like how we know how we knew each other. We've known each other for like a little over a year now, uh, and we met through this. Well, I'll let you tell the story. Um, do you want me to tell the story? Yes. Okay. So basically, there is a channel on YouTube called. Um, yes, theory, and they have a huge Facebook group where there's people from all over the world. And last year, they weren't a part of it yet, like the the main channel, but there was something called Buddy Project, where you would um, be paired with someone and answer. I think it was thirty six questions. Yes. And at the end of it. Um, you would be like you would know that person really well. Yes. And we did the thirty-six questions, and we yeah. <laughs> we know each other very well now, like very well now. We do. And after we did it, I felt like you were my friend, but we didn't talk for the longest time for like six months, I think. And then we reconnected again before. Ramadan, and then we just started like we became our friendship. Just it went to the next level, and we just became really good friends. Yeah, and we talk all day. We do. <laughs> so, how has life been for you during COVID? Honestly, like a lot has changed, but right now I'm used to it. In the beginning, it was weird. It was hard because, like, mm-hmm. I had university and classes, and I couldn't do most of it. But right now, I'm used to it. I don't know how it's going to be when everything goes back to normal. I think it's going to be very weird being able to just do stuff. <laughs> it is. I think about that like a lot because it 
this is the new normal right now and like going back i feel like most people wouldn't really go back for them like they would always take the precautions that we are taking now like wearing mask and using hand sanitizers and it would like i feel like it would also give certain people anxiety because you've like this has become so common so normal for a lot of us that uh we're scared now we're scared about and us two countries like you're from brazil i'm from india and our countries are like we rank in second and third in like the most covid cases i feel like for many people like after it ends uh a big crowd a big public place it would bother them a lot uh and they might avoid it but yeah. things will go back to normal and that's what we're hoping for i mean here in brazil i feel like there are a lot of people who haven't really changed their lives at all so yeah. i don't know i feel like whenever it's over people will just continue doing what they're doing because like we are having full beaches and malls and all of that so i don't think some people realize what's going on some people just don't care which is scary but yeah it's a reality even here i feel like in rural villages um harmuti where i live there was no cases there were no cases not a single one and then people started uh you know they started doing things they started opening up things and then 11 cases in one day 22 cases in another and it's just and it's like it people aren't closing back they're still open the only time we were closed was during was when like there was no there were no cases even in the state of assam and now there are like so many cases and people people are just out and about and it's scary but let's hope that things change and let's hope that they don't have to change because covid will change uh, covid yeah. will disappear definitely yes okay so we watched the movie together and i know you watched the portuguese dubbed version of the movies like way too many times and in brazil in a portuguese dubbed version they also changed the names of the characters i was wondering if you would tell us the brazilian names for hermione ron voldemort dumbledore and hagrid okay so voldemort um i don't think we changed it we just say it voldemort with an a Yeah. Um Hagrid we say Hagrid which it's also I feel like it's more of a um accent thing than a natural name change. Dumbledore we say Dumbledore. There's no change there. Yeah. Ron we do add an e to the end of his name so it would be Honey with our yeah. r. <laughs> yeah. And Hermione it is a pretty big change because we say Hermione which is very different from the English version it is it is and let's talk about this for a moment like even big movies that are widely popular like Harry Potter um in the portuguese the version they always change the name even like i didn't know this until the jasmine incident happened would you like to tell us about that or shall i i wouldn't no i wouldn't like to talk about it honestly <laughs> okay what well, i think it's funny i don't think it's really that embarrassing because it's 
how it is over there. I mean, that's how you guys say it over there. But what happened was we were talking about uh, the movie Aladdin um, by Disney, and you said you pronounced Jasmine, Princess Jasmine, Jasmine. I did. And yes. <laughs> that took me. It. I. I was shocked because I thought that everyone knew how to say Jasmine because I thought that before it was like, uh, and like you weren't aware of that name and you didn't know how to pronounce it. But then I found out that in Brazil, that's how they do it. Um, Which yeah, like is? Jasmine in Portuguese is Jasmine. So like I read the, the word in English thinking there would be a bigger change to the name and there wasn't. So that was honestly my bad, but you can never let it go. Like you will remember this. Forever. I will remember this to the day I die. I will. <laughs> Jazz mine. Oh my god! But you know, it's not that big a deal. Yeah. I'm sure. I I know for a fact that I still pronounce your name wrong. You don't. So it's, it's an accent thing. Like Jasmine is definitely wrong. Yes, but this, the way you pronounce my name or the way I pronounce your name are more accent things than anything else it's not really a mistake yeah that's true also uh, when did you first watch the movies so i first watched the first movie when it came out in the movie theater so i was six yeah yeah so, uh, did you watch the portuguese version or the english version the portuguese version I also remember watching Chamber of Secrets um, in Portuguese at the yeah. Point. Yeah. Uh, and when did you read the books? I was older. I feel like I started reading them when I was around 15. And then I didn't read for some time. And then I remember reading the last book, even though yeah. I didn't read the previous one just because I wanted to know what would happen because like the end and all of it and but I don't remember like when it was that I read the last book I just know that I read most of them but I don't know exactly when and it wasn't in the right order either yeah I mean like you already knew the story so I think you're allowed to do that and yeah, I want you to read the books and the movies from your most favorite to your least favorite. Yeah, that's hard. Like the first one and the last one, they have a very special place in my heart. Because like in the first one, we can see the characters. And in the last one, we see how much they have changed and developed throughout the entire series yeah. so for me those two they probably go together in first place um order of the phoenix probably is up there as well i'm not a huge fan of half blood prince i don't know why that movie just it doesn't do it for me and the, i don't remember reading the book so i don't know okay um, and no, go on. Uh, 
Chamber of Secrets, probably third place. Really? Yeah, you don't like it, right? I don't like it. I don't like it at all. You know, I feel, yeah. First time I watched it, I was scared. I was really scared. I was seven. And then, I don't know, it just, after I learned not to be scared, I learned to appreciate it. And I really like the, the movie as well. Because, like, that's when Voldemort really starts communicating with Harry. And at, the, at first, we don't know what's happening. Is it Voldemort communicating with him? It is, right? Through the... Yeah, it is. Tom Riddle, it's, Voldemort. Exactly. So, like, that's when we don't know what's happening. And then we think Harry's going crazy. And then we find out he's not. And that's when he finds out he's he can talk to the snake as well, right? Yeah. So, I, I don't know. It's something like, when at first I was very scared, and then I learned to appreciate it. I don't hate it. I think it's up there for me as well, third place. Okay. For me, if we're talking books, uh, Chamber of Secrets is definitely up for me, because it's such a weird thing, but the movies that I didn't like the most, the Harry Potter movies, I absolutely loved the books. And the movies that I loved, uh, the Harry Potter movies, I hated the books. It was such a weird thing. Uh, for me, if we're talking books, Chamber of Secrets, Hoblet Prince, and uh, uh, wait, what was the last one? The Deathly Hallows. Uh, these are like in the top three. And like at the bottom, it's um, Prisoner of Azkaban, which is very weird because I absolutely loved the movie Prisoner of Azkaban. When I was starting to read the book, I thought that I would love Prisoner of Azkaban. But by the time I got to it, it was, no, it was not the best book, not the greatest for me. Uh, but if you're talking movies, um, Prisoner of Azkaban is definitely number one. Number two is... Um, well, number two, I thought that it would be Goblet of Fire, but like watching Goblet of Fire yesterday, I wasn't enjoying it as much. I felt bored at parts. Uh, so number two, I would give it to uh, Deathly Hallows Part 2. And then number three, I would give it to um, Sorcerer's Stone. And then like the last, at the bottom, it would be Chamber of Secrets. And before that, it would be Order of the Phoenix. I really do like Order of the Phoenix, both the book and the movie. And I, I think like... the movie did like a really good job capturing the book. I feel like it was one of the most, the ones that I liked the most. But also, if you didn't read the book, there was information missing there. Yeah. I don't know. I suck at at like reading things i'm sorry no you you don't suck at reading things and you don't have to apologize to me for it i don't think you suck at reading things no i i also read the books like two years ago and i don't remember much details and i think for you it was it is longer it is yeah almost 10 years ago yeah so i feel like you have a good excuse there um but I remember reading Order of the Phoenix and I loved the book. I loved Order of the Phoenix. I didn't hate it. I, um, there was, they also explained a lot about the thing that Sirius did in Goblet of Fire where he put his 
like where his face appeared in the fireplace uh yes. that was in like order of the phoenix and we knew that how we also learned how it worked i don't remember if it was in no i think it was in order of the phoenix where we learned uh how that worked and it was like nice to know about things that you see in the movies but don't know much about and when you read the book you know about it and it's like it's nice i feel like everyone should read the books just because of that like i know you know the story but there are like little details about things and descriptions about things that you would like to know because those things intrigue you in the movies yeah exactly and also like in the movies you can capture everything right it's a yeah. one hour movie for a 600 page book yeah so like it's not easy to just capture everything and show everything and some details are also changed so yeah. i feel like if you can definitely re read the books even though you might feel like you already know the story some things will be better explained in the book yeah nicely put uh you are a gryffindor but if you could choose which house would you rather be in and why honestly i don't know why why i always get gryffindor because i identify as a hufflepuff um i don't know i feel like um hufflepuff yeah. is way closer to me they are way more like their sense of justice and their loyalty and their patience i feel like like i am more like that i'm not brave or daring i i'm not i don't see myself as a gryffindor i don't know why i always get it i have tried the test several times and it's always gryffindor i don't know why the sorting hat knows you know you can't beat the sorting hat even if you don't feel like you're brave and not uh, even if you don't feel like you're daring i think you are to be honest if you if anyone who looked at you and knew about you and would and if they knew about the world you live in and they would call you you they would say that you're brave because you are you're very brave i think so and i know many will do even if you don't and and the sorting hat i don't i can't speak sorry <laughs> and the sorting hat knows as well uh so i think you are a true gryffindor i think the reason you the real reason you want to be in hufflepuff is because of cedric <laughs> I knew it. I mean, yeah. I feel like even if I was sorted at Gryffindor um and I was a part of their world, uh I feel like most of my friends would definitely be Hufflepuffs and I would be hanging out with them all the time cuz I feel like the coolest and the best people are Hufflepuffs. Yeah, I agree. I think Hufflepuff is really good. Like it's a really good house. No one really cares about Ravenclaw though, right? Like people want to be hufflepuff even though it wasn't a big part of the movies but no one really cares about ravenclaw and it's sad to see uh but yeah let's talk about cedric for a moment because <laughs> we watched the movies yesterday uh we watched goblet of fire yesterday and whenever cedric was on screen you text me with captain great and like you Well, I can almost say that you were swooning even though I wasn't looking at you and you were like so many miles away. I knew that you were swooning whenever he came on screen. So, what is it about Cedric that really attracts you? 
He's a good person. <laughs> well. Everyone, sorry. Um, everyone loves Cedric. Like, how can you not? He's a good person. He's Hufflepuff. He's loyal. Everyone liked him. Why shouldn't I? And, like, even when he's dead, he comes back and he helps Harry. Why wouldn't you like someone who does that? Um, no, I like him. I'm not saying I don't like him. I just want to know why you love him. Because he is a great guy and I love him. I mean, I already liked him in the books. I liked him in the movies. He's a great guy. Okay. Okay. I will take it. I will take that for an answer. I think it's a good answer, to be honest. He's a nice guy. He's really good. And he was nice to Harry. So I understand you. Um, you're a big fan of the Wizarding World. Uh, a few years ago, you were fortunate enough to go to Hogsmeade and visit the castle in Universal Studios in Orlando. What were some of your favorite moments from that trip? Um, I feel, we, uh, I don't know. Like I, It was a really long time ago. And honestly, my favorite moment from that trip isn't even related to the park itself i mean it is but it isn't yeah it's weird it's weird to explain because like the park was new so it would only open after a, a certain time and you could only get in there before that if you had a special ticket and we didn't have it but we didn't have all day to be there so we thought we wouldn't even be able to see the park the harry potter area of the park and then out of nowhere a guy comes to us and he's like here take my tickets and we were like but but what about you and he says no 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 take this go go inside go inside and we don't know that guy we never saw him again we didn't even get the chance to to thank him and we got inside because of him so i don't know where the guy is but like if you know him let him know i'm thankful <laughs> <laughs> that's such a good story though Like, you guys really got lucky. We did. And, like, inside there, there was a simulation thingy where you go in the, I don't know, I think we were in the Nimbus 2000. And you get to fly around and see everything as if you were flying through, like, over the city and over the castle. So it's pretty nice. Like, yeah, nice. You see Harry and Hermione and Ronnie, and it's it's nice. It's pretty cool. And inside there, you also get to eat their foods, and there is the the store where you get sorted for your um. I forgot the name now in English, <laughs> but they're magic. I don't want to say it. I'll be roasted for the rest of my life. So just no, please, I don't think you would be. I'm sorry. I don't think you would be. I will by you. No, go ahead, please. <laughs> There was. Please. I remember it. What? There weren't. They what? Want. Wind, wind, wand. 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 See, I'll be uh, roasted. Ah. No, you. 
No, no, it's no, you won't be. It's okay. It's like I feel like my pronunciation is uh, it's whitewash. I think my pronunciation is like it's colonized by the UK because I whenever I I watch the movies mostly in English, and so like whenever I say certain words from the related to the visioning world, like the broom uh, and the wands i say it in a british accent even though i am i don't have a british accent so i feel like yours is more true and mine is like more superficial you know yeah i don't know but like i get it because when i was searching for the movie i did yeah. write harry potter with t-t-a-r <laughs> at the end because <laughs> so, i always think about Voldemort saying Harry Potter. So that was like in my brain when I was looking for it. And when I couldn't find it, I was like, oh, right. That's, that's not how it's spelled. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we first see Voldemort in his full form in Goblet of Fire. But in every movie up until Deathly Hallows, part one and two anyway, there have been minor villains, Death Eaters who were following Voldemort's orders who do you think is the best villain after Voldemort? Like, best, like, I like them, or best, like, bad? Most horrible. Okay. So, Beatrice, I hate her. Bellatrix Lestrange, yeah. Yes. Me too. I said Beatrice. I'm sorry. I'm getting roasted. I'm definitely getting roasted. You're not getting roasted. It's Bellatrix. It's like... Yes. Bellatrix, I hate her. I don't like her. But also, I feel like my hate for Dra Draco Malfoy, like that guy, I don't know. I hate him. He's mean, mostly because he wants to be mean. He's a mean kid. I yeah. don't like him at all. Yeah, I don't like him very much either. But for me, it would be Dolores Umbridge. Uh, I hate her. I hate her guts. And the punishment she gives, to be honest, the punishment she gives and the, like, teachers like her, it reminds me of teachers from my school, some of the teachers from my school. And I think that's why I hate her most because I relate uh, to the students of Hogwarts. Um, yeah, so I think for me, it's Dolores Umbridge. I love Bellatrix in a way, but I also hate her. I hate her because she kills Sirius, but I love her because her character is so amazing. Like the way she acts, it's amazing. And the actress did a phenomenal job. So I like her for that, but for what she did, uh, like um, with Sirius, I hate her. Her death scene is like always very hilarious to me in Deathly Hallows when... Molly, right? <laughs> Molly is also the name of your dog, but Molly Weasley, when she fought Bellatrix Lestrange, she said, not my daughter, you bitch. And then she did something and she turned to stone and it was hilarious. She, she, it looked like she got petrified and then turned to stone or something like that and it was hilarious to me. Yeah. I mean, the character is amazing. It's a very rich character I think and the actress did an amazing job but yeah. I don't know I don't hate her as much 
because I don't know. I just Draco. I mm, I don't know, man. I I don't like him. And he's yeah. there in every movie. He's very present because he's a student. Yeah. So yeah. I just I hate him. And like uh, I don't know. He, he gets me. He gets to me. I mean, I I mean, uh, I don't like him. Yeah, I don't like Draco either, especially like in the earlier movies. I feel like, oh, it's he's just an annoying kid who's like very bratty. Uh, but in the later movies, especially in Hoblet Prince, and since Hoblet Prince, I have really hated him. Really, like, really hated him. But when we were reading the books, um, when I was reading Hoblet Prince, the book, I actually felt a little bit sorry for him as well. Uh, because of like his family, he thought that he wa- he he needed to do those things, and when Harry used the Sectum Sempra spell on him, and he almost died. Did you know that he, uh, Draco Malfoy and Morning Myrtle had a thing going on in the Hoblet Prince book? I didn't. Yeah, they have a thing going on in the uh, Hoblet Prince book, and that's the fight. I think the fight with the Harry with the where he used Sectum Sempra. I think it happened uh, when Morning Myrtle was present in the books. I'm not sure though because it's been a long time, uh, and it was the first time like Morning Myrtle got angry at Harry. Otherwise, she's like very flirty and very. I mean, not the first time, but she also got mad at him in Chamber of Secrets. But uh, it was like really anger because she liked Draco. She liked Draco, and Draco also liked her. But I think he was. He was trying to get something out of her as well. I don't remember the plot very well now, but they had a thing going on. It was it was hilarious to know, but it was also nice that they actually had a thing going on. And that's when I like felt a little bit sorry because he had an emotional connection with someone, even though if it was a ghost, he had it. So it's like not a complete sociopath. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Like yeah, I do feel for him because he's. Um, especially there are some scenes with his father that you can really yeah. see that he is doing stuff to please his father and make his father be proud of him. And most most of the times his father doesn't really care and doesn't really give him the appraise of like, oh my God, you're doing so good. Even if he's doing something bad, you know, that's what they believed in. But I do feel sorry for him, but I also feel like he's one of those spoiled little kids, and I hate those kids. Yeah, I hate those kids as well, so I get you. Um, I know Cedric is your favorite character in the movie, so who is your second favorite character, and why? In the movie we watched? Yeah, Goblet of Fire. Um, I think in Goblet of Fire, it is Cedric at all times, but <laughs> in the Harry Potter world, um, Luna is actually my favorite character. Hey, mine too. Yeah, I know, but she, I don't know, I feel like she's, everyone just doesn't pay attention to her when they should be and she's yeah. not in that movie we watched so i can't yeah. say her but i mean hagrid is great as well i love him yeah hagrid luna 
I love Luna. I feel like I've always like been interested in her character more. Uh, whenever I watched Order of the Phoenix and the later movies that came afterwards, um, she's like she's very intelligent in a way that people don't appreciate it. She knows stuff, and people just like you said ignore her for it. And yeah, I I feel bad for her sometimes, but like I feel like she's very self-aware. and she knows what's happening and she isn't bothered by it so i feel like i try not to bother try not to get bothered by it myself a lot but like i feel for her character i really like her yeah i really like her too but people just don't pay attention to her and like yeah. ron even ron ron ignores her all the time i hate yeah. when he does that it bothers me cuz she's very genuine and very pure and very good and people just mistreat her and i don't know that makes me sad and i have always had a emotional attachment to her cuz luna is my middle name so we kind of always shared this you know yeah um ron i hate ron i hate ron as but i think like in that regard we are both very similar but i also wanted to say that what cedric is for you luna is for me <laughs> but cedric it's only on that movie like we can't compare cuz luna is for me in the rest of the movies yeah so like whenever we watch order of the phoenix and whenever luna scenes come i'm just going to type luna in capital letters like you did to me with cedric Yeah, I'm good. I'm sure like I'll do the same thing. I don't mind. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. Which tribe is the tournament task was your favorite and why? Honestly, I don't feel like they show many on the book. I mean on the the movie. They only show like the last one, the water one fully. I mean the last one and the water one fully. They yeah. I don't know the names so like don't expect me to say the names of the <laughs> the, the challenges because I don't know them. But I no, feel I... like when I read the books I really like the dragon one because there are so much there is so much more detail to it in the book. But in the yeah. movie it, it we don't we almost don't see much about it, you know? Yeah. I was going to say the same thing. It's the dragons for me because <laughs> it's the dragons for me what is this tiktok but it's a <laughs> it's the dragons for me because like in the books like you said they actually describe jk rolling actually described the like what happened with cedric and what happened with floor and what happened with um what was that guy's name crum and Yeah and like in the movies it they just skip to Harry and that's why like that it bothered me also like in the movie whenever after I watched the after I read the books it bothered me also that they did that because I'd be interested to see how the other characters especially Flora considering like she didn't do good in uh the league challenge and in the maze challenge I wanted to see her flourish in the dragon challenge because that was a challenge that she actually did good in and they completely cut that off cut that scene off and we didn't get to see much of floor i mean she did reappear in like uh what was it in hablet prince or deathly hallows probably deathly hallows part 1 um 
but in I wanted to see her more in this movie. True, and even Cram, because like if he's such a great um, player, I wish we would see more of his moves in the movie, but we don't. We don't see anything. Yeah, you know what I really wanted to see. I wanted to see a Quidditch match between um, Harry and Cram because they're both seekers and they're both like excellent at being seekers so i wanted to see them against each other that would be a good thing like to yeah. see yes i would i would yeah i would like that as well what are some of your favorite scenes from the movie ah uh, okay i really like um the i think it's the end when after harry and voldemort they are not fighting, but like they have cast a spell against each other and Harry's yeah. mother and father appear and he gets to talk to his mother a little bit. I love yeah. that scene. And then obviously like Cedric appears and asks Harry to take his body. So, I mean, we get to see Cedric a little bit more, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever you get to see Cedric, you're happy. I am, yes. But, okay. Um, Sorry, I cut you. I also really like, and it's very emotional, but when um, Cedric's father sees him lay on the laying on the floor, that's very, yeah. that's a very emotional scene right there. Yeah. And when they try to take Harry away from him, that's sad, you know, and that gets to me. Yeah, that scene actually gets to me too. I cried I think when I first saw it um, because it's so like he was cheering for his son before he went into the maze and when they appeared he was like so happy that his son won and like his sadness the care like Cedric's father showed like the way he portrayed grief was like amazing uh, but for me it's kind of the same thing because for you it's when their wants connected in the goals of Harry's uh, family and Cedric and the guy, the old guy in the beginning of the movie uh, when they re reappeared. For me, it's basically the same thing, but it's actually a little bit before that. I love the scene when Voldemort reappeared again and like when he started talking to Harry and communicating to him and when he started to like challenge him to a duel and Harry like <laughs> hid behind a rock and then like, let's come on then. <laughs> I tried to say it in a British way, but he said something like that and they like fought. I feel like that scene for me would be the most memorable one because obviously Voldemort, we see him in his full form and it's amazing. He's like really scary. And when I first saw him, I was like really scared of him. Yeah, same. I I actually, I don't like that scene because that whenever he's like a baby looking weird mm -hmm. thing, it I don't know. it it does no it gives me chills I don't like it no yeah it is it is very weird <laughs> and even like in Sorcerer's Stone when he was like at the back of the head that CGI was bad but like it was still horrifying to me as a kid to me too I no I would get home after watching Harry Potter and I wouldn't be able to sleep I was genuinely scared of that. Yeah. 
it's very scary for a kids movie but it's amazing but now that i look at it i feel like it's the first two movies at least it changed with the times it changed with its audience the books and the movies uh the first two movies now that i look at it i feel like they are very they're like made for kids and since prisoner of azkaban like it's mostly for like young adults and adults um i don't think like uh prisoner of azkaban is for kids because i don't know it just it doesn't have the same uh look to it you know yeah i agree with you i i think they realized in the third movie probably that their audience was not kids you know yeah or like kids who were growing up uh like harry and yeah, they wanted to like they wanted to evolve it. okay before we end this episode i want to test your knowledge on goblet of fire so mm-hmm. i am going <laughs> it's going to be okay don't worry so i'm I going know. to ask you i'm going to ask you a bunch of questions try and answer them as fast as you can it's going to be okay don't worry it's going to be okay don't worry don't sweat about it like if you sweat about it too much i feel like you're not going to do good but even if you don't do good it's completely fine because it's just a quiz you know it's it doesn't matter so are you ready no <laughs> <laughs> okay i think you'll be able to answer this first one because it's closer to your heart what is cedric diggory's father's name <laughs> yeah no it's not happening <laughs> are you just completely refusing to be a part of the quiz no i don't remember his name it's uh amos diggory i would have never thought of amos <laughs> i remember his name because like in the beginning of the movie i always remembered his name because amos is such a weird name and mr weasley says it his name is like mentioned very little um in the movies like it's only mentioned in the beginning and in the end so it it was a hard question so i understand Thanks. this next one this next one is also going to be a little bit hard um but i hope you can answer it even if you don't it's okay what incantation did barty crouch junior used to conjure the death mark in the sky god no why <laughs> I have no idea. Like I remember the scene, I remember him pointing at the sky and saying it, but like no idea what the spell was called. <laughs> Is it just me who focuses on this stuff? I feel like so cuz like you mentioned spells a lot in your podcast. I have realized about it like I no I don't know. I know basic spells. Even if I was uh, a part of the world, I would probably have to walk around with a notebook filled with spells because I wouldn't know what to say because I forget things so easily. You know, I have actually have a story about that because uh, the thing that you said that about me knowing spells, it's because a few years ago, I feel like when I was a teenager uh, or when I was like 15 or 16 years old, I took one of my, I was such a baby. but i took one of my mother's sewing needles and i pretended it was a wand and i was like 
in my own head i was creating stories i was imagining myself in the harry potter universe and i like created this whole story uh that had this ambassador from india and that would be me like i'm the most powerful wizard from india and i would go to hogwarts hogwarts to defeat voldemort and like i re- i imagine the entire story with me in it and so like i wanted to know the spells so i went to a website where they listed all the spells uh, that was used in the movie and i wrote them down and i feel like i remember most of it because like i wrote them down and they just got stuck in my brain and still do like i remember a lot of spells yeah i don't i know like basic spells and that's it okay so the spell that he used was mors mordre great <laughs> <laughs> okay apart from hogwarts which other two schools participated in the tri visit tournament god i just remember one was from paris and one the other one was from not paris but like friends and the other one was from krakow i don't remember krakow i don't i don't remember What? what no like i don't think they actually specify did they specify the location of dumstrang oh shit i gave you the answer ah see i i and don't worry i can't even repeat it okay so it's bubaton uh which was from france and it was dumstrang but dumstrang i don't think they really specified the location even in the books i don't know if they did i think it's in norway but Victor Crum was uh in Derbs in Dermstrang and I think he was Bulgarian because he played for the Bulgarian Quidditch team. Yeah. Uh, so I don't I don't know where exactly Dermstrang is located. I think um, the name of the headmaster is Crack something so I might yeah. be messing up there. It's Karakop. Yeah, Karakop. see? I thought yeah. it was Blaze. I'm telling you man this is going to suck I can feel the hate <laughs> There is no hate coming don't worry I don't think people really they think they will think you are adorable because you are um, <laughs> Which dragon did Harry face in his first task and which country was the dragon from Okay 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 I remember it's the one with the stronger tail but I don't remember the name of the dragon and um I don't remember where it's from It's the Hungarian horned tail Yeah and it's <laughs> from Hungary Whoa really <laughs> Yeah surprising shocking isn't it Uh, I mean I would have never guessed. Yeah. I think this last one is going to be pretty easy. Yeah, um, you said that about the first one and look where we are now. <laughs> okay. What are the three unforgivable curses? God. No. <laughs> I don't remember. Try and remember what they did and maybe you remember. Oh god, 
Cruciatus curse, which is crucio, which Voldemort also used on Harry in the movie, and which was used on Neville's parents by Barty Crouch, uh, Jr. And the third is Avada Kedavra, the one that killed your beloved Cedric. Oh man, I should have remembered Avada Kedavra. Ah, I don't know how to say it. Avada Kedavra, right? Yeah, it's okay. You did good. You did good, even though you weren't able to. I wasn't able to answer even one question. How do you think I did good? Because you, I don't know, you did good by just being adorable, I would say. Yeah, I don't think that counts as a point. I think it does. It should. It should. You know, I'm I'm the host here. I give you five out of five. <laughs> Thanks. That seems very fair. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, thank you for being a guest on this episode. It was fun uh, having this chat with you. Uh, I really love, <laughs> I really love that you were a part of it because you are a very good friend of mine, a very special friend. And yeah, I just, I love you, man. You're awesome. Thank you. You're so cute. I love you too. Thank you. Okay, and for our listeners who are listening, and I just want to say. Tune in next Friday to listen to me talk about uh, Carl Sagan's book Cosmos. It's not going to be the it's not going to be similar to the other episodes that I did, but it's going to be because <laughs> okay, I will explain this real quick. I didn't hear most of the audiobook. I listened to the audiobook and I fell asleep whenever he started speaking. Levar Burton, whenever he started speaking, I just fell asleep. So I don't know much of what happened. But I'll just talk about a few things that he talked about, and I will give you my opinions. I will share you my opinions. It's going to be fun. It's going to be hilarious. So join in for that. Thank you so much again for listening. Follow me. Follow this podcast if you haven't already, and follow Guy Who Reads on uh, Instagram. Follow Barbara Conado on Instagram at b a r b a r a c o n r a d o. Uh, I almost messed up your spelling. There. <laughs> He is uh, coming up with a project that I think many in Brazil would be interested. I don't think we have many Brazilian listeners, but I feel if there are some Brazilian listening, um, keep a look on her profile because she's doing something really amazing and it's going to be pretty fucking great. Okay, thank you again for listening. Thank you, Barbara. Thank you.